know who this is. This is your boy, the Poet Josie, aka Wayne Syndrome, baby. Follow me on Instagram, Wayne Syndrome and the Poet Josie. Today I'm interviewing one of my closest friends, my god brother, Bug. Say what's up, man. Hey, what it do, man? It's your boy YB traveling down here from the ATL. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's up, though? This Boogie, man. Hey, y'all know what it is, man. So. Hey, I decided to bring the podcast back in. Who better to bring it back with on the first episode back than my boy? So tonight we're going to talk a lot of things from relationships to engagements to marriage to my boy becoming a father. So fatherhood is definitely on the palette tonight. So let's do it. Hey, go ahead, introduce yourself, bro. Tell them a little bit about you, who you is, who you are. To yeah, a grasshopper. to a grasshopper, Slim. Um, I'm a young black business owner, District Foreign. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at District Foreign. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hands on. I got my hands in a little bit of everything. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boogie was a carpenter. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Man of a million jobs, Slim. Hey. Facts. And not only that, bro, but you just became a father, so you know how that's going. I love it, man. I love it. If y'all if, if y'all follow me on Facebook, you'll see. Yeah. That's all I, for the man, for the most part, that's all you wanna see. You wanna see me and my baby. Hey, that's it, man. That's it. How life how has life changed since you became a father? Mm, because it's a baby girl, excuse me, I'm I'm eating person. <laughs> <laughs> It's a baby girl. I drastically got soft. Okay. I'm a lot sensitive to a lot of different shit that I overlooked before. Okay. Coming, becoming a father. Um, I pay attention to a lot of different shit, so I, I'm seeing a lot that I didn't see before. Okay. So okay. So it's definitely heightened your senses. Be more aware and more alert. Super. Around this, especially with everything going on out here in the world, man. Every time you turn around, somebody's doing something to a child. So, I mean, it definitely makes you cautious, and it definitely makes you more, you know, more weary. But, yeah, man. Other than that, man, how life treating you, brother? Life is up and down right now, but you know, as a young black man, okay. we gotta do, we gotta do, man. Okay. We strong. We humble. Anything you throw at us, man, we gonna fucking throw it back. Hey, perseverance, baby. Perseverance. Hey, and that's one thing that I that I can honestly say that I that I see a lot of in just this generation alone. Like we are not our grandfathers and our fathers and, and the responsibilities that that's bestowed upon us, I think that we carry it well. So I definitely commend you for that. Um same thing with me, man. I took a little break from this podcast situation for a little minute. Um, but yeah, man, I took a little break from this podcast thing. Um, you know, we did a whole move, so we moved from a couple blocks down the road down here. So I said I was going to pull it back out. And I was hesitant, taking my time. So we brought it back out tonight, baby. So we back. Real talk live. Child, like I, like I was just telling my brother, man. This dude is very talented, man. I follow him on Facebook. 
if you know, if you knew Wayne, if you knew Wayne, if you know Wayne, come on now, you know he's a fucking natural born star. The job yes, that sir. you got, bro, yeah. that shit match you perfectly. Hey, and I thank God, bro. Seriously, I really thank God for that. that I don't take it perfect, advantage. Man. I don't take advantage of none of that, man. I'm no blessings. That's gonna pray for your success, bro. I, yeah, I, I know that. You took this shit like super serious. Yeah, yeah. You gonna make it soon. Yeah, definitely. That's the plan, man. That's the goal. I'm trying to get us out of here. I'm trying to do something, bro. Any way we can, man. It's too much going on out here. Life changing. Every time you turn around, somebody dying, getting locked up, or getting in trouble with. So it's just we gotta change the narrative. And so I think if we start to, you know, do what we gotta do, man, the narrative would be changed. But, man, you know, man, we just like anybody else, bro. We just, it's hard being a black man in America, baby. It's hard being a black man in America. It was making it even worse, like this whole. Talk to me. Forgive me, y'all. No shade to anybody, but I, I just, I, I speak what I feel, and I don't have no cuz. <laughs> Talk if, to if me, you, bro. If, if you knew Wayne back then, mm. you definitely know me. So yeah. Cut from the same club. Yeah, facts. Facts. Um, this whole transgender thing, oh. gender, propaganda, whatever you want mm. to call it. I've been seeing a lot of shit. I saw a post today, and it said, um, it was a, the, 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 the picture of the article was a mom and her daughter, quote unquote. And the title was, World's first three-year-old transgender. transgender. I saw that. It's the youngest and I'm like, transgender. What? I know, man. Like, what are we doing? I know. I mean, and, and, I mean, you know, and I look at that, and I just say, you know, to each his own. But when you do, you know, when it's that young, you know. But I mean, who's to say? I mean, because apparently, you know, they say that I guess people. Decide. I mean, I'm not making up excuses for it, but I'm just saying, they say people decide on who they are early on in life. I don't know. I've always, you know what I'm saying, I don't know anything else but a heterosexual lifestyle. So, I mean, I guess if you're teaching, it's that because in the same token, there was another article where, I don't know if you saw, but there was a, um, a judge who ruled that a father could have say-so on whether or not his son transitioned into a female and because the mom had been telling the young boy since the young boy was a young toddler that you know young boys get eaten by ghosts and monsters and so she kind of scared him I think into what she wanted him to conform to which was a little girl because the father stated that the mother kind of always wanted a daughter but they never had a daughter so I think that sometimes when you teach that you know, and you teach that lifestyle at such a young age, then I think that it kind of forces a decision before the child is able to make the decision. So, I mean, I did see that article, man, and hey, <laughs> you know, the world is hey. I mean, that right there is just, I mean, dude, any, I mean, anybody under the age of, I mean, in my opinion, 17, 18 years old, 16 at the most, who whose mind hasn't fully developed yet shouldn't be able to, you know, make a decision like that. I mean, how would you feel if your daughter came to you and said, 
that I think I'm a boy because that sometimes I think happens. I've seen videos of that, so I would do. Before <laughs> I, I see your that, face. Before I answer that question, okay. Just to add to it, I've been, I've been also seeing and I've been a part of these debates, um, different articles and posts of people saying, um, pretty much the topic was, I was born gay. Okay. And I'm like. How, how are you born gay? It's nothing genetically proven that you was born gay. It's not even logical. Okay. How do you how were you born gay? Okay. Born with a penis or vagina. Yeah, because you know now they're saying that they're not even you know it's like gender X now, so that's what they're putting on some of these birth certificates uh, of these children. Uh, if the parent wants to say their child doesn't identify as a boy or girl, then they're allowing gender X. Which you, you I, I just, well, the, the key quote that you just said, if your child, <laughs> how does your child, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't, they don't know what's going on. They, they fucking, they, they don't yeah, know what's going children. on. They can't make them type of decisions. As yeah. far as they know, they either got a penis or a vagina. And they know enough to know what their penis or vagina is used for. Yeah. Yeah. So for you to say, oh, I was born gay, you know, that's, that's, you, 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 yeah. you're speaking bullshit. And the fact is that it's influenced. So now what do we say to the people who, um, to the ones who say that, who do, to the ones who basically say that they, they've they known they were gay since they were children and they're like gay in real time. So what about those people? Did they not really know? I could, I could agree with, I could agree with that. that. That's somewhat logical. Okay, okay. But you weren't born gay. You were born a boy or a girl and maybe We'll take it back. We'll take it back to maybe second or third grade. Maybe mm-hmm. you realized didn't like as a boy. You realized didn't like girls. Okay. As a girl, you realized didn't yeah, like boys, boys. But you okay. weren't born gay. Okay. So what you're saying is that the surroundings ultimately affected the outcome. This, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Or maybe you just generally wasn't what? attracted to boys or girls. Or maybe something happened. You know. Maybe something happened. Maybe you. Was, you was tampered with. Yeah. Or maybe something. Not tampered <laughs> with like maybe. it's an Amazon box. <laughs> <laughs> maybe something that you seen or heard at home. Yeah. Or you seen or heard on TV. Because, I mean, any kid that's born now, you can see and hear something on TV. And that's what you, that's what you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the perception that you believe is, yeah. Really? Yeah. But my opinion is that it's influenced. Okay. Whether it's your parents, your uncles and aunts, something you see on TV, something you on the radio. Okay. It's influence. And or you just generally wasn't attracted to the opposite sex. I could agree with that. Okay. But I just want to kill all the, all, uh, I was born gay. How the hell are you born gay? Yeah. Come on. What if you believe in religion or not? You're not born gay. True shit. So that's just like some people 
people who say, you know, when they were born into something like a religion or something, you're born into, you see what I'm saying? So I understand definitely what you're saying. Exactly. I definitely if, get if that the was concept. the case, my, my family, all my family are Christians. Yeah. So hypothetically, or uh, speaking, I'm, I was born a Christian. Mm-hmm. But me growing up and been growing up in a Christian church mm-hmm. and growing up to start to believe my own, have my own beliefs and meeting different people. Your beliefs because United Methodist. Yeah, Christian, United Methodist. Oh, I, I, I know. I just be mixing it up. So I be thinking that they're like their own. So people. United Methodist is the denomination. The, the okay. Christian okay. is the religion. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So. Me growing up in a Christian family, United Methodist family, and meeting different people that are Muslim and that are Catholic, and actually studying up on the different books of the Bibles and the Qurans and different stuff like that. I've, I'm not gonna say I've outgrown Christianity, okay, but. I read up on some. I, I read some of the Quran, okay. and I can understand. I can honestly understand it better. Okay. Than with the and Bible. more realistically than the Bible. Okay. And do you know why that is? To be. To what be, What is it that you're understanding out of the Quran that you didn't necessarily understand out of the Bible? Is it just the overall? Is it like the text? Is it the concept of it? Is it the wording? Is it? I was I would say the concept and the wording. Okay, okay, understandable. God forgive me, but reading the Bible it just speaks on, and I'm a realist. You know okay. what I'm saying, and it, it speaks on how God, how Jesus was born. You know what I'm saying? Mary was just pregnant. I know yeah. it. Immaculate conception. Yeah, okay. Mary, Mary, Mary was just pregnant. Jesus was born, and he died and rose on the second day, and he was just going around healing people. I'm not saying that I don't believe that, but that's what the Bible says. Okay. But the Quran kind of explained it in a different context. Yeah, because the Quran doesn't really acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Point proven. Okay. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't remember too much from the Quran verbatim, but... My, my the, few, the few Muslim friends that I have, we sat and talked about it, and we had I had my Bible, they had their Quran, and we, I was reading things from the Bible, they were reading things from the Quran, and I was okay. like, mm, I'm kind of feeling that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound more realistic, more plausible. It sounds like it can actually have happened. Right. <laughs> okay. Not saying that I don't believe in Jesus mm-hmm. and God. Mm-hmm. But you kind of sway into the side that seems more realistic, right? Yeah. So what would that make me like? What an atheist? No, uh, I mean atheist, no. Atheist doesn't believe in God at all. Yeah, yeah. So no, that would just. I mean, I don't think it would make you an atheist. I think it would just probably just make you a person who has questions, right. like we all do. You know. And but so the, the good book, the good Bible says that we're not supposed to question God, and we're not supposed to. Touche, it does. Touche. But it's like, I don't want to say I've been questioning my faith, but I just been, and I don't want to say I've been questioning God. And God, please forgive me if that's what you're thinking. But 
deep down, like, in all honesty, there's some things that I just, like, mm, I gotta see it to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there before. I've been there before. And the only thing about that, though, is when we say, oh, yeah, show me an example. I need to see proof. Sometimes, right. boy, that proof that he showed, it hits you harder than what you expected it to. <laughs> it tell you the proof is in the pudding. It tell you the proof is in the pudding. The jello pudding. The jello pudding. The jello pudding. The jello pudding. Yeah, man, I've been, bro. I'm telling you, man, I've been there before, man. Like, and, and I mean, we all have questions. You know what I'm saying? We all gonna question. We all gonna, you know, I mean, but, I mean, your faith is what you kind of rest assured on. You know, the faith, your faith is basically, because we know faith basically means it's the belief in things yet unseen. So the thing about it is that, you know, because we haven't seen it or because we've yet to see it doesn't mean it either hasn't happened or it won't happen. You understand? And so that's how some people look at it. I mean, I kind of look at it from a point of view as, you know, one God, that's it. I mean, we can go in there the whole spill about religion being used to control African Americans during the slavery times. I mean, there's a lot with it that you can kind of believe or not believe is what I'm trying to get at. Um, I think it's just a matter of whatever your beliefs are. I think that if you are grounded in your belief and I think that if you kind of believe that these things happen the way they say that they happen, then hey, and I think that if you don't believe it, then A2, you know, when we get to the end, because you're absolutely right about certain points that you said. I mean, the good majority of it, I mean, the Quran and the Bible, they do, you know, they differ, you know. The Quran kind of puts it, puts it from a, a man perspective, and the Bible kind of puts it from, like, the Son of God's perspective, right. almost, and... So before he came and after, so I mean it's definitely something that you know religion is religion has always been a a tricky line that you gotta tread lightly, you know. And it's like it's a it's a touchy subject, and it's like a a, t- a touchy subject, and I be wanting to talk about it, but then it's like I guess I'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Been there before, too. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you can get into a whole argument with people about religion, boy. People faithfully defend their religion. But as they're supposed to, so. But, look, though, bro, because you lived in Atlanta, too. So, what made you go to Atlanta? Growing up here in the DMV, and much watching my watching my dad you know my dad was in and out but the the, the few things that I do remember and admire about him is that he was a go-getter he always had the nice things and the flashy things and the cars and the houses and money and that's what I grew up wanting to want okay and growing up here, as I got older and starting to do my own thing, just trying to be out here on my own, it's a little hard. You know, the times are different. It's a little hard to 
start your own business as a young black man and being be you know you got a lot of competition. Um, you compete with these big companies. And it was hard, you know, that's something that I really wanted to do and it was just hard. Okay. It was to a point where I wanted to solely depend on my business. Okay. And it just didn't kick off like I wanted to. So that and a few other personal reasons, um, I decided to just I decided to just move away and you know get a fresh start and try again. You know, so I went to Atlanta. I, you know, I had a I had a nine to five already set before I left this job. I went to Atlanta. I left. I left DC on Saturday. Okay. Rested up on Sunday. Interviewed on that Monday and started like 30 minutes later. I've worked a job for That's probably. That's a blessing, boy. Man. <laughs> and, they, and everybody thinks that the jobs in Atlanta because of the, the the cost of living is cheaper. Everybody okay. thinks the jobs don't pay anything. But okay. I started that job. Um, on the maintenance team at twenty dollars an hour. My man. And I worked that job for about maybe a month, okay. maybe a month or two. Okay. And I just I just was networking the whole time and during the process I had my cousin up here. He made me some um, he made me some t shirts with my logo on it, with my business logo, my number and everything I did on it, some business cards, flags and all that. And so I started passing those out down there. Okay. It was a breeze, bro. It was a breeze. I didn't have to try hard. My business flourished more than it has ever in my whole seven years of me being in business. Okay. Made the most money I made in the whole seven years of me being in business. Came back, and it's like, okay, this is where I left. <laughs> yeah. It's hard of it, man. Yo, and that's one thing I can honestly say about you, though, bruh, is that you don't mind getting up and going where the money at. Yo, I remember when you first left, and we was up here, and we was all saying, damn, Boogie, really down there, he really down there. And that's that's the one thing that I can honestly say, bruh, that, that's definitely um, inspiring, is, bruh, because you definitely chase that money, boy. Like, you definitely don't let nothing hold you back. Like, and one of my fears, me and Demir always talk about one of my fears is to, like, really, really get out there and to travel. Like, she wants to live somewhere else, like New York, anywhere else. And I, it's, and it's not that I'm afraid to move. What it is is, um, because I'm definitely not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to fall on my face. What it is is I'm afraid that when I do, or if I do, not when I do, if I do, even though I know I'm going to put my all in it, if I do, that it won't be anybody there to help pick up the pieces. And that right there kind of is like the discerning part about it. That's the part that, that kind of makes a person say, you know, you're not sure. You don't want to do it. That's what that is. Yeah, but it, it wasn't like... And my fiance, we had to talk. You know, we were we were we were going through some personal issues, and we both was just like fed up. Okay. We both wanted a fresh start, not not for only, not only just for 
us as individuals, but we, you know, we was ready to start a family. Mm-hmm. We was just ready to go to the next level in our relationship and our lives, period. Okay. So, we just had it in our mind. <coughs> Let's just lead this motherfucker. Let's just, that's just go to a foreign place where we don't know don't nobody. Don't nobody, don't nobody know us. the only thing us. we can do is just focus. Mm-hmm. And it worked out, bro. Wow. It worked out. She was, I, I was, I was still, I found more of myself and I pulled out, it allowed me to pull out um, more of my capabilities in my business. So I, okay. I just started, I, I, my business was, is a flooring business. Okay. When I went when I went down there with so many opportunities, I, I ended up starting doing four renovations. Damn. Money. She started finding herself and she just she got into real estate. She got into property management. Like it was it was, it was the best thing we could have did. Oh yeah, y'all a good team. That's a, that's that's good teamwork right there. That's definitely two driven people, two motivated and Determined people Determined to make it work Man you was talking about The fiance pop Boy we all been following you On social media uh, Let's talk a little bit about that When the wedding I'm like sheesh Tell me uh, soon That's 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 my, That's 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 the answer I'm giving you Coming Coming soon I take it I take it Man we was talking earlier About the whole How you pop the question thing Man I told you, save it so when we got the rapping on here, we could talk about it. I ain't want you to have to say it twice. And let me tell you something, though. I can honestly say this. Dude, the whole squad was rooting, and we are rooting for you because that's a beautiful thing. Seriously. And, and that right there, again, knocking down barriers and showing the rest of the team, like, bro, it ain't, there's nothing wrong with making that step, taking that step and making that commitment. You find somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, and y'all over five years. Right, you going on six years. Going on six years, just like us. So, yeah, yeah. So give us a little bit of uh, in depth about what happened tonight. Uh, you decided to pop that good old question. So, the first time I want to say the first time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just let the record show. Yeah, we had a, we had a rough passion. <laughs> <laughs> we had a rough passion, so we 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 were engaged twice. First time, you know, it was like, it was new love, it was a new feeling. Okay. A feeling I never felt before, so I just wanted to make that a real special moment for her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I made reservations at Blue Chris. Mm. Well, first, I was planning this for like a few months. This is the very first thing that I'm planning. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm normally spontaneous and adventurous. I don't plan, okay. I just. Do it. Okay. This is the first thing that I actually planned in my life. So I planned it out, you know, I was thinking about it for a minute. I was like, I just want like it's all feeling from her, it's all reaction, you know what I'm saying? So I shot shot around for the ring, I found the ring that I that I thought she would like. And I was like, alright, so we got this ring. How we gonna do this? So, I mean, you know, us men, we, we ain't really too in tune with all the... Of course. Just that. take it, huh? There so you I'm go. Like, fuck it. <laughs> all, every woman like to eat. 
Of course. So that's, that's, that's they don't know what they like yeah. to eat, but they like to eat. Right. And I, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> the time, money was good. Somebody like, shit, let's find the most expensive place in the earth. Let's do it. So we I made reservations at Rue Chris. Okay. Um, I hollered at the manager and the waitresses, and they, you know what I'm saying, they were pissed in, and they helped make that day a success. Okay. I bought some balloons and some flowers. And a uh, bottle of champagne, and they they all coordinated with me. My man, and it was just it was just perfect, man. The timing, like they did everything exactly how I planned. That's the way that it came out. Man. She was so beautiful, man. She was so happy. At the time it was the happiest that I seen her. And at the time, I think we was like two years in. Not matter of fact, at the time we was like six or seven months in. Okay. Okay. Wow. Red. It, it was, it was, it was wow. great. But it was, it was real, though. Sheesh. <laughs> My boy, you early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was real, though. Yes, okay. sir. But that shit was beautiful, man. We we, we had we was having a, a conversation. She ain't even know what was coming to it. We was having a regular conversation. And, you know, I had to, I had to throw my hood shit in there. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like what, what you would do if I was with Merck? She was like, um, ask I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I waved my hand to the baby. I'm like, great, that shit out. So we brought the flowers out. And I'm still buttering her up, still talking to her and shit. And then, um, I was like, I gotta use the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. I had the ring still in the truck. She didn't even notice, like, she normally be going through my glove box. Uh-huh. She didn't even know the ring was in that joint. So I told her I was going to the bathroom, brought the ring back. And I answered again. I'm like, hey, so what you do if I ask you to marry me? One more time. She's like, I say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got down on my knee and I pulled the ring. I was like, the, her face, bro, her face was like, yeah, it, it was priceless, so man. It was so priceless, man. And I got down on my knee and um, the restaurant was, it was kind of packed. And so we had the whole restaurant there. I was on us, attention was on us. And I got down wow. on my knee, like, like, yeah. It was it was that many people like everybody yeah. was tuned in. Yeah, surprise, yeah. man. We got some more good at night and we went out after that and been extra been extra young black people in the club. Yeah, we just got engaged so DJ gave us a shout out and shit. Like, now give us our <laughs> free shit. Yeah. We already got engaged. Give us the free yeah. stuff now. Oh, yeah. That's the first time, you know, in a couple years ago. Okay. Oh, I just, I, I just, I, I started to fall more in love with her. Okay. And, but like I said, we had a rough past, and I just wanted to reassure my love for her, just let her know how you look. When I asked you to marry me the first time, I was dead ass. Yeah. Like, I saw forever. And yeah, I might have fucked up. You might have fucked up. But let's but do this, it. This, this is real. Of course. So look. Whole never ring, a whole bigger ring. Gotta do a bigger yeah, baby. Bigger situation, so Boy, like, do a bigger baby. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't even expecting it. Yeah. So Hey, I'ma need sister to get on the game now. <laughs> Cause I the first time you got her, I'm like, okay, I right, definitely, yeah. The second time I'm like, sis, you should be used to this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Nah, man. But yo, what was it that made you decide at that moment that yo, you know what? This is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. This is who I want to wake up next to every single morning for the rest of my life because marriage is definitely that it's for the rest of your life so what was it that made you want to commit in that moment it's like I never met somebody that believed so much in me like she encouraged me a lot you know what I'm saying she just genuinely believed me she was giving me love that I mean, I'm not gonna say giving like it's passing. She gave me love that yeah. I never had before. Okay. You know what I'm saying? She believed in me. She encouraged me a lot. She supported me a lot. She brought things out of me that I didn't even know I had in me. Come on, like, man. She's the, she's the reason why I even built the courage to say fucking nine to five. And Nigga, go follow money, your dreams. The money you making is this white man. You can make that yourself. Doing your own thing. Yeah. She, she brought that out of me. She helped me. She she encouraged me to start my business. Okay. That little small shit like that, I'm like, damn. Because you never had it before. I never had it before. So, of course. Man, so of I'm course. Like, I just wonder, like, how far this can go. Like, we can be fucking millionaires. We can, like, we, it's so much. From there, I'm just like, I just got all these plans and shit. I'm, to answer your question, it's when I got to the point where I stopped making plans for us. Okay. And not just me. Okay, that's a big A, hey, alright. I, I just started having Hey, that's all a these, big one. Yeah, I just started having all these visions for us and I envisioned her in it. And I just, I like, I, I realized I've had a vision and, and thank God for my baby because I, I swear on, on my life I visioned this shit. <laughs> I visited this shit years ago, bro, and to see it play out. The way God, yeah, showed you. It's, breath, it's breathtaking, you know what I'm saying? And it got me right now, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the cloud now, you know, shit, shit, ain't, shit ain't perfect, but yeah. I thank God for what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, question What would 28 year old Boogie? What advice would 28-year-old Boogie give to 18-year-old Boogie? <laughs> what advice would 28-year-old Boogie give to 18-year-old Boogie? Take a time. I'm going to say it's hard to answer that question because it's like I... I grew up so fast okay. and I grew up so young. Okay. It's like it was it's, it's like it's it's hard to answer that because at a young age I had already done a lot and already been through different type of women. It, um I, I already did a lot at a young age. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like as time progressed. Nah, hey, hey, tell it, yeah, hey, it's to, hey, time went on, time don't wait for nobody, so, I mean, you ain't saying nothing wrong, it's time progress. Hey, time, to, it's, 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 take that back, take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. We good, man. Nah, but seriously, that's a question that, I mean, 
I asked myself that because I'll be 30 years old next year. So I asked myself, what would 29-year-old Wayne tell 19-year-old Wayne, right? Because I got to do it on the 10-year span. And I always tell myself, I would tell myself to keep going, keep chasing your dreams and keep following them. And no matter how much support you have or don't have, just stick to it. Because in the end, it's going to work out. Because I remember um, just thinking, like, man, you know, you go through life as a man. Most people... Um, probably go through this, especially men. When you go through a period in your life where you kind of become a little stagnant and you kind of still and you don't know which direction you want to go and it's kind of like you have these goals and expectations for where you see yourself at in life but it's not matching up to what where you really are in life. And that's kind of where I was, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was, working a job that I, you know, you know, man, we went through different jobs, man. We was working at Vector, we worked at Aflac. I mean, and it just was so many different places, bro. I just never got the feel for, oh, I can grow with this situation. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that if I, if I could give myself any advice, I would tell myself to just, yo, be patient, slow down, uh, further your education. That's definitely number one. I think I would tell myself that, um, don't be afraid to further your education because that was... I think I was at a point where I was like, if I don't go make money right now, then the money ain't going to be there. And I think that so many people get caught up in that misconception. So many, you know, young people get caught up in that misconception because it's not like, yo, my dad wasn't present in the household. I was raised by a single mom. So, you know, I, I knew to get it by any means necessary. You same, same situation. All we knew was the hustle. We, we was leaving out to go to work when other people was going to school and other stuff like that. We, You know what I'm saying? So it's just that hustle and that bustle. And I, I kind of think that I would tell myself, take it easy. You don't got to try to get it all in that one moment. You know, you can sporadically attain your goals and your dreams. You know, just make a plan and stick to it. Um, I think that's what I tell myself, man. Because I look back at, I mean, for all of us, like, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know what I'm saying, even you with your music thing, remember you definitely, man, you was doing your music thing, man, you was putting it on for the DMV, baby, what happened with that? Realistically, um, I have, like, music is my fucking everything, man, I, I, I go, that, that's my outlet to everything. I was sitting here joking. I got a song for every fucking thing. Yeah. I was sitting here having a serious conversation. Yeah. People dig that, but I got a song for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know Music, my everything, man. I played through from from elementary high school. I played all type of different instruments, and when I was like 13, I think I got into rap, and I was like. I was like 13, 14, my grandfather passed. My grandfather was like your father figure to me. Okay. And I wrote him a song. That was the very first song I wrote. I wrote my grandfather's song. And I was planning to perform it as well. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to prove it. Okay. <laughs> but Yeah, cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. But you know what I'm saying? I I stopped I I stopped there. Because okay. I was like, that, that, that kind of discouraged me at the same time, too, because I took a lot of time to write it, but it was like I couldn't really use it because it was inappropriate at the same okay. time. Okay. But, you know, a couple years down the line, 
uh, I ran into some good people that was really into the music, and I was bullshitting around with it, and they was just like, hey, you just sound good. Like, how long uh, you been doing this? Uh-huh. I'm like, I mean, I'm just bullshitting around. So I recorded my, my, I recorded my very first song, and it kind of went from there. Um, at the time, it was like a good two, three year span. I was doing shows in the around the city, open mics. Um, I had two paid shows. It was recorded, and I did a few interviews and stuff. And I was, I was, I was, I was really on it. You know what I'm saying? You was around. Though. Yeah, I, I, I of was course. really on it. We was, we was going somewhere with it. And it's like the more that I was involved in it. The more I was doing, which means the more money I was spending. Mm-hmm. I'm not like these other fake ass niggas that act like they got all this money. Nigga, I got uh-huh. bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real life. Yeah, I got real bills. life hits you. You wanna be a rapper? Yeah. Hey, real life. I got bills and this rap shit. Yeah. Whole never bills that I couldn't afford. Yeah, and that's yeah. honesty. Yeah, to be very. Yeah, honest. that's very honest, bro. And yeah. that's raw. That's yeah. that's real and raw. I mean, to be very honest. That shit became another bill because. I get in my, it's like I get in this, like, zone zone when I'm in the studio and I'm, I'm buzzed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, if, I, if I smoke and drink. Okay. I'm in a whole nother mode. I'm in beast Different mode. Different elements. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, and yeah. Shit, my shit about to crank. Okay. And so, my night or weekend in the studio consists of weed, a bottle, Plus studio time. Oh, you Lil Wayne for real. (laughs) (laughs) Plus studio time. And that shit started causing because the more I did it, the more I was like in the studio and that shit started adding up. I'm like, look, shit, I got a car note, I got motherfucking bills. I was a chick at at, that time and she had two kids. I was playing daddy. Sheesh. Man, sheesh. And I was young and dumb. If I didn't. I believe if I if I'd have stayed with it, bro, I probably would be a lot further. I think so too. I, I believe I'd be a lot further. And it's not too late. And let me tell you why I say that because, yo, you recently lost one of your close homeboys, another close homeboy, Ramon. Yeah. Uh, Ramon. And you know, I know that guy like hit you hard. It did, man. Cause he did something that I wanted to do. That's something I dreamed about doing, man. He took it a little more serious. Like, I, I just stopped taking it serious. But he took it a little more serious. He went as far as... Because he moved out there. He, 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 that's what I'm saying. He moved. He went as far as to move into L.A. to pursue his dream. Yeah. He wasn't there for a month, man. And got in a tour with some peoples. And they called the police. And a tragic ending from their own. Wow, man. About it. Yeah, definitely, but definitely. So how has that changed you? Has that how has that changed your perception of life if it has changed it at all? Um, I'm not gonna say it changed my perception of life because prior to that actually I was living in Atlanta at the time and I came up here to go come to his funeral and be with his family and all that. So I'm not gonna say can't say it changed my perception of life because I, I say it to say because he moved out there. He moved, he, he left home, he left his okay. comfort zone to pursue his dream. So it was kind of like it inspired you in a way instead of. In, in a way, it, it, 
I mean, cause, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Cause I remember when you moved to Atlanta, that's how it was for us. Demia wouldn't be quiet about that whole, yeah. oh, they gone to Atlanta, babe. Yeah. That's something, stop being scared, babe. And it just was like, okay, yeah. we're going to talk about it later. <laughs> it inspired me in a way. It made me, because it's like I'm back here and I'm, I'm ready to go again. Like, go, go somewhere yeah. else. That, yeah. That's actually next on my list. I want to move to LA. Okay. And with okay. that, like, I visited LA. Uh, I visited for my birthday a few years ago. And this is when my business was like in full mode. And so I'm there, I'm looking around, I'm like, shit, I can, shit, I can make a lot of money here. Uh-huh. Very prosperous. That on top of looking around, I'm like, so I, I got that. I could jump back into my music. Mm-hmm. If I, if I, if I want to, I can fuck around and act like this is the city of the uh-huh. ocean. It's, yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Like, anything. It's, it's a whole new world over on that side. The money I was making, I'm like, Shit, it wouldn't like it wouldn't be hard. No yeah, time. to just get out there, yeah, yeah. So what's stopping you? Um, to be honest, you know, my my baby girl, man. Um, I'm not gonna say that I'm afraid to move away again. Right now, it's just not it's not the time right now. Man. Okay. I, I, I want my baby. To, Respect. To be around my family, most of my family is here in DC, and you know I'm I'm new to this daddy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I use, you know I get, I can use all the support that I, I can get, man. Everybody can support me, all my friends, man. Definitely, I, 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 I definitely been a tremendous support, man. Definitely, man. Um, it takes a village, bro. It yeah. takes a village, man. I just I just need I would say like a year or two. I'm gonna I'm head out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't just throw the, the, my gift out there. All right, I'm head out. All right, I'm head out. Too, I'm head out. Yeah. I just want my baby, you know, be around her family, just just to get a feel for her family. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm yeah. And then of course. Of course. Of <laughs> and we'll see y'all when we see y'all. Of course. And just 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 for me mentally and physically as as a new dad just to be around my family, you know, for that mental and physical support. Just just starting up. But definitely as that I'm 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 uh, that's it. So look, so my last couple questions, right? One of the main questions I wanna ask you is what goals dreams or aspirations do you have for your daughter because I see you're very passionate about it. and that's and that's what I love man I respect that so much because the the way you are about your daughter and the way our friends are about their children man that right there dude that's beautiful because these are the next generations that's coming up you know that's your lifeline that's your bloodline so what I mean what are your what do you hope for your daughter? What is your hope for your daughter? I'm, I'm going to stop my ass with, um, I'll, I'll meet you a fan, Vanessa Pearl. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, she really inspired me, man. And it, it's just like, it took more of a toll when I when I found out that I was having a daughter. I just automatically thought back to her. Um, she had her first daughter. She started her business. You know, oh, man. With the, um, 
hated Yeah, that guy, yeah, so. yep, yep, I remember that. I was really fucking with that. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you normally see that with celebrities and yeah. shit like that, but we yeah. put in middle class, low class, and I, I thought that was real, like, I, I, I really fuck with that. Shout out to Vanessa, yeah, man. Shout, Vanessa shout Saunders, yeah, boy. Hey, her husband Vanessa. Roderick, too. That's my guy, yeah. man. I went to their wedding. Very so beautiful that, couple. That, that really inspired me. And so that's definitely something that that's in the works. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I, I wanted, yeah, I Brad. To be, yeah, I wanted to be different. But by the time she's old enough to even speak, okay. she's going to have her own business. My I'm man. My man. Goals, baby. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Set it up. Set it up. Yeah. Set it up, bro. Set it up, man. Raise her to be all the way independent. Just to be business minded. Yeah. Yeah. I only want you to get trained by this slavery nine to five shit. Yeah. She won't even have to work for nobody. You already setting the ground stone and the foundation for it. Exactly. By the time she old enough to even understand, daddy gonna be daddy gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facts, good, Facts, man. Yeah. I'm proud of you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I really am, bro, because you damn sure doing that thing uh, in that father role, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. You definitely doing that, and it's more important too. Not that it's less important if it was your son, but it's your daughter. So that's even more reason for you to grind and keep grinding and don't stop grinding. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it's a it's, it's a whole lot easier than what I thought it was gonna be. I thought was, okay. I thought this shit was gonna be hard, bro. Yeah, I thought you was about to say it was hard. I was like, sheesh. I thought it was gonna be hard. Like that day, man. I, this is this is something I never forget, man. This is the most beautiful day of my life. Bro. <laughs> the most anxious and beautiful day of my life. I'm at work. And I'm already having a rough day. And her mother called me. That was a bitch, man. I just had my lunch. She called me. She said, oh, my God, my water just broke. I said, oh, Ooh. fuck. <laughs> I was good up until that moment. Like, I was like, I was I was anxious. I was real. I, I was excited. I was ready. When I got that call, she told me her water broke. Everything was, changed. Oh, no matter how much you prepared, it could no preparation could have prepared you for that. Slim, when I tell you all that shit that I was thinking and all that courage I had, that shit went out the window. When she told me she, her water broke, I was like, oh shit, it's time. This is really, I, this Damn. is real, this is for real, for real. Damn, bro. I raced up that down, Slim. I, man, I flew up that motherfucker. I, I, <laughs> on, my, on my way there, look, I, I was working uptown, so I caught the train up there, and okay. I had to I had to catch the train back to civilization. So okay. On my way, I'm calling uh, non-emergency. I'm like, listen, my wife is in labor. Mm. I gotta get to this hospital. Y'all can escort me because I'm about to fly. Ooh, <laughs> As boy. I was. I'm like, I wasn't trying to miss nothing. Sheesh. I called the people, asked because they escorted me. They spent me around. I'm like, fuck it. I got in that car, <laughs> man. I got up that bit. I got from Southeast to, uh, what's that? Washington Hospital Center. Okay. About 10 minutes. Flew up that Damn, Batman. Sheesh. I get up that joint. And she having her contract. She ain't had contractions. Like this was this was the, her first time having contractions. Okay. We didn't okay. have no 
pre-label scared, none of that. It's her first time having attractions. And that shit scared the shit out of me. Like, I never seen her in so much pain. And she just like, she looked at me. And, and so I got in that zone. And she was already in the bed. And they had the Abby in her and shit. Her mom was in the work. And I walked in that zone. She was in the middle of She saw me, she looked at me, she gave me this motherfucking evil face, and she said, fuck you. <laughs> I said, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I had so much pain. Like, it was an emotional roller coaster. I'm in so oh. much pain. Oh, my God. We about to do this. And fuck you. Jeez. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Did, did they give her the little thing that they put in all the pregnant women, the little needle thing? The epidural. Yeah, the epidural. Epidural. Man. Man, I so, think it sounds like a part of North Carolina. Uh, where you live at? Uh, Epidurum. Down there off Epidurum Street. Sheesh. So, they took her back there, and they told like they had me. They had me suit up and shit, and they told me that we was gonna go back together. Okay. She, like she cussing people out so viciously because she didn't want to go back there. She was scared. Okay. She, they, um, prior to labor, like a few weeks prior, they gave her like a test shot. She said it hurt, so she didn't want to go back there by herself. Um, so they told me it'd be like ten minutes. They was going to just prep her, and then I'd come back there. They, they was just spending her. Okay. Um, they went on and gave her a shot and shit. By the time I got back there, Joan, they didn't already have her cut open. Jesus. And I walked in there and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? oh like, my god, bruh. The incision was like it's about this big. Yo. It was about four inches. I don't know how. They pulled little Maya up out of there. Now I don't know how the incision was this small. But they had the shit stretched up. Wow. Over her head, bro. Wow. Bruh. I, I'm, I I I show you the shit. I don't, you probably don't want to see it. Yeah. It's not like a, a picture of her vagina. Okay, okay, I, okay. I was like, yeah, I ain't trying to see such good as that. They wouldn't let me go around to that side, but okay. the little bit, and I wasn't even supposed to take okay, it. Okay, But I wanted her to see it, and I wanted the baby to see it. Yeah, yeah, to see the damage. Yeah, but they had, the incision was so small, but they had that motherfucker stretched over her head. And almost went, bro. Wow, bro. Like, they was tugging and pulling and cutting, like, I got to see them cutting her, like, I don't know what the shit was, it was tubes and shit, I got to see them cutting that shit. Jesus! Oh my God, bro. She was just laying there? She was laying, like, she was, she was numb, but she was like, it wasn't pain that she was feeling, but she can feel them pulling her fucking okay. ass bro. Probably like pulling a tooth. Yeah. Okay. She can feel them, she can feel them pulling the shit. And we sitting around waiting and they doing all this shit. You see blood squirting everywhere and they pulling out shit from her insides and they pulling out all this shit. And that's thing I heard was my baby crying. Oh. Gumby. Gumby. Keep me, Gumby. Nah, nah. I tried to thug it out, Slim, but. You was crying? I, I crashed. Crap, like crap. like cry cry or did you just like a little, did you like? <laughs> I was still nah I wasn't I was I'm, I'm still. You had your glasses on? Yeah, I'm Okay, yeah, he was crying crying. Yeah, you listen when the person that wear glasses take all their glasses to cry, <laughs> that's a real cry right there. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that cup runneth over. Listen, 
Jeez. It, was, it was so beautiful, though, man. Like that was. So did that make you kind of appreciate her? I definitely got more respect. I definitely got more respect for her that I had before. Okay, okay. Definitely. Seeing that and seeing like just 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 looking back to the whole nine months of pregnancy and from when she was small until her growing to the fucking she can't even see her toes over her stomach uh, and feeling the baby kick and seeing the baby on sonogram cause bro you literally went through the journey yeah as if man, you were it like it was so beautiful bro it was so I beautiful. believe it yo and I I actually and, do and, look and forward to, to that day to see what I was feeling okay on her stomach and to see what I was to, to, to see what I was to see and hold what I was seeing on sonogram okay that shit brings me so much joy, bro. Like, the best shit that ever happened to me, man. People say it's one of the most indescribable feelings that you can get is the it love is, that man. you have. It really is. For... I'm trying to put this shit in words, but it's like, I can go on for fucking hours, bro. It's like, it's the happiest thing. It's the best fucking decision I made in my life. Bro. Yeah, bro, because you wanted to be a dad for a long time, for a long bro. Time, man. For a long time, bro. You know, bro. And you got it. You got it. And God is good, man. Seriously, bro. And if anybody deserves to be a dad, my man, is you. It's definitely you, my man. And you definitely carrying that torch well, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, hey. My man, no question, brother. No question, baby. You inspire us, man. I'm proud of you, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you sitting right here with me, man. Chatting it up, man. This is a great conversation. And I, and I, I want to do more of this. Because I think that... I think that we got to start reaching back to our brothers and, you know, starting the conversation piece. I think we all need somebody to talk to at times, and I think that we all, you know what I'm saying, need to vent. So why not? I think that's what we're going to start doing. Benny. We're not even... <laughs> conversations. Nah, you know what? Conversations, man, because Maybe believe I'm... it or not... Big mom, if you listen, that was shades. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that's just to enlighten the world, man, who you are, brother. You're a great brother. Yeah. You're a great brother. And if I can add spotlight to it, to your light that's already shining, bro, that's, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm proud of you, man. We got to get you back on your music. We got to get you back on all of that. On, on the side, though, man, I just want to shout out to my baby mom, man. You the strongest fucking most beautiful woman that I fucking ever met beside my mother. There it is, because that's a pretty lady right yeah. there. You the strongest person, I want to say person, that I've, I've, I've met in my whole entire life. I appreciate you holding my baby. Hey. Curling my baby and birthing my baby. I'm, I'm at the happiest moment that, I have, that I've ever been in my life. But I appreciate you. I love you. I'm always like, I'm going love for you and respect for you. Hey, facts. There it is, man. I appreciate y'all for tuning in today, baby. Real Talk Live with my boy Young Boogie, man. Appreciate you, Bug. Appreciate you, my nigga. That's out.